You're listening to Goat Rodeo. Keep an ear out for us. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Dispatches. I'm Morgan Givens, a storyteller and performer in Washington, D.C. Every two weeks, I'm going to bring you a story that explores the countless moments and connections we all share. Moments that often go untold because they might not fit who we are, who we believe ourselves to be, or where we think we're going. These stories will last no more than 15 minutes, and our story this week is called Sight. The car slowed to a stop, slid next to the curb again to idle as the driver placed it into park. He looked up. His deep-set eyes were friendly, the eyes of a person who couldn't help but bear his soul to a stranger with a swift, yet somehow lingering glance, a glance that sought to do nothing more than let another know. Your secrets could be safe here. He ran a hand through his flopping dark hair, pushing the silken knots from his face as he spoke. Is this spot okay? His voice as it flowed from him was comfortingly gritty, the sound of a spade on fresh poured concrete, smoothing out the uneven parts, elevating the gentle melody beneath his words, and I found myself temporarily frozen, not quite unable, but unwilling to move. Desperately wanting the conversation to continue, wanting to know what it might sound like if he laughed. Would his laughter be what I expected? Would it burst forth from him with the stocky assuredness of a man having found his footing in the world, or would it emerge timidly, haltingly, unsure if someone with a voice that aspired to greatness were ready for what that greatness would entail? I opened my mouth to speak to think of a way to make this stranger laugh, realized halfway through my frantic ruminations there was nothing I could say, nothing that I could grab hold of the reaction I sought. It's easy enough to make someone chuckle, make their mouth curl up, receive the customary flashing of teeth, societal niceties. But the laughter that crinkles the corners of their eyes, that spills unencumbered from them, rolling over anyone who hears the way sunlight rolls over the softly rolling hills of a once darkened valley, to reach down into them and find the one thought, the one phrase that causes them to throw their head back, clutch their belly, slap their knees. Making anyone laugh that way came from knowing them, seeing them in a way like no other, and I didn't know this man. Yeah, this, uh, this spot is perfect. Thanks. You're welcome. Have a good one. Yep, you too. I stepped from the car, felt my pocket buzz as he pulled away, glanced down at my phone, the notification flashing at me. Thank you for riding with Abel. Looked up in time to see the car turn the corner, disappear from sight before I began slowly walking the twisted path up and toward Union Station. The building loomed tall, Weighted with history, with the untold stories of those who passed through its cavernous belly en route to new locations, functioning as a portal to, of diverging paths, to new destinations or identities. I shivered as I passed beneath its shadow, 
Goosebumps arcing all over my arms the way lightning jumps through trees, place my earbuds in my ears. The already quiet scuffing of my shoes as they slid over the asphalt, suddenly gone, leaving only the minute vibrations tickling the soles of my feet as a reminder I should pick them up when I walked. Excuse me, brother. The man stumbled towards me, dragging his feet even more than I do, refused to lift them from the earth as if they were the only thing connecting him to the knowledge that he was real, alive, that he existed. Excuse me. He fell into place beside me, his lurching steps matching the faster staccato of my own as I stared stoically ahead, moving my head rhythmically to music that did not play, hoping he would fade away, remove himself from my sight if he thought I couldn't hear him, hoped he would dutifully give up, slide back into the peripheral vision of society. Excuse me! Louder now. And I had to remove an earbud, faint as though I had only just heard him, as if I had only just recognized the person following me, begging for my attention. Yo, my bad. I couldn't hear you. A lie. Okay, okay, yeah, no, no problem. We halted, my eyes landing on his shoes once white, now a murky brown. They clung to his feet, duct tape wrapped from ankle to heel, the tongue swollen with moisture flapping unbound, exposing socks that cracked with dirt before moving to his stained, threadbare jeans. More holes now than fabric, a coat, stuffing exposed. He twisted his hands nervously, extended one to me, and... I ignored it. Knew my lip curled as I took in the blackened nails, the fingers swollen with malnutrition or drug use. <laughs> Probably drugs. Couldn't bring myself to touch him. Took a step away from the sour smell that rolled from him in waves, swallowed hard against the bile that began to rise in the back of my throat. His hand fell back to his side. A disappointed exhale whistled from his chest, high-pitched wheezing and labored. Look, if you're wanting money, I don't carry cash. Oh, okay, that's cool. It's just, uh, do you think that maybe you could... I lifted my hand, cutting him off as I began moving away. I already said I don't carry cash, and I really don't have time for this right now. Not exactly lying. The rental car company would still have my car when I got there, playing fast and loose with the exact truth. Well, would you at least consider grabbing me a sandwich? I'm just hungry, and I'd appreciate it if... Lifted the earbud, pointedly placed it back in my ear. No time. Damn, man. Shoulders drooped and slumped. You have a blessed one. Yeah, you too. Entered the station, wound through the crowds of people. The groups that all wanted to cluster in doorways, at the bottoms of stairs, pushed through them, soon stood in the line at the rental counter. Hey, you. <sighs> Not again. I continued staring ahead, left the person formless in the periphery of my vision. Excuse me, sir. I made no move this time to pretend music played in the earbuds, left them fully on as I turned towards her. Listen, I don't carry cash, okay? Knew my voice spilled sharply from me, all knives and cuts. Knew it would be the only way to get her to leave me alone, to not pester me for assistance over her misfortune. Looked at her, 
too late. I actually just wondered if you could tell me how to get to the buses. I didn't realize you'd assume I was homeless. Her eyebrow raised. Barely concealed disdain swam in the dark brown irises of her eyes as she ran her hand over her crisply pressed pants, folded her arms, the smells of lavender and vanilla floating to me as she did so. The buses? <laughs> yeah, um, they're right up that escalator, and I am so sorry. I didn't realize that, didn't realize I wasn't homeless, even if I was. You ain't got to ignore me and be all rude. Yeah, I know, I just... I don't care. The sharpness of her reply silenced me, halting the words that I still needed to speak so they piled up a verbal traffic jam pressed against the back of my mouth. Thanks for the info, though. Maybe pay more attention in the future. She rolled her eyes, began stalking away, and I watched her leave, shame building with each step she took, because I knew what it was to be ignored passed over, made insignificant, thought I had exercised the part of me that shunned without knowing. Shit. I stepped from the line, speed walking back to the entrance, exiting into the sunshine, scanning for the man who had spoken to me earlier, who had sought my help, as the crowd flowed around me, splitting as I stood rooted, looking. Searched desperately for him, my eyes falling to the shoes of everyone who walked past, looking for the duct tape, the flopping tongues, the stained pants that offered flashes of shin or knee, searched and could not find him. My mom told me growing up, don't you ever ignore your brother. It's the fastest way to make someone disappear. I spun there, still frantically searching, but I never looked at his face. I never saw him. And he was gone. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of Dispatches. I'll be back soon with another story for all of you. But while you're waiting, be sure to check out one of the other Goat Rodeo podcasts, Failure with Kate Riley. It has one of my favorite intros of all time. So, you downloaded a podcast called Failure. I bet you're wondering what that says about you. (laughs) Seriously, it cracks me up every time, so give it a listen. None of us become great without stumbles, and failure brings together stories of how we're all kind of stumbling towards greatness. Also, you can find all the Goat Rodeo podcasts on iTunes, including your story here with Lizzie Peabody, Between the Liner Notes, hosted by Matthew Billy, DC Diary with Stephanie Logan, and the Goat Rodeo Variety Show with pretty much everyone in DC. Until then, be well, and know that stories are all around you. This episode was produced by Adam Hainsworth, and the music was provided by Ryan Little. No! No! You're listening to Goat Rodeo.